This is the High School Football America podcast for February the 4th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. All right, we're heading to Draper, Utah. Where is that? That's south of Salt Lake City. And we're going to talk a little Corner Canyon Chargers football. Number 22, when the uh, dust cleared at the end of the 2019 season in the High School Football America 100, they won the 6A championship, the biggest classification in the state of Utah. Back-to-back titles, uh, moving up from 5A in 2018. And the man that's uh, been a part of this since 2017 and built the Chargers into one that gets uh, ranked at all the national ranking services is Eric Hare. He's on the line right now to talk about the Chargers and what was a very special 2019 and as I said to him before we roll the tape here the good news is in January and February we get to start looking ahead to 2020 so welcome to the show coach hey yeah thanks for having me on appreciate it yeah and it was a special year and I I guess as you sit there and listen to those things you know back-to-back state titles uh moving up a classification the biggest one in Utah uh all kinds of numbers last year 641 points and number 22 in our national rankings and I think everybody else grabbed you up there in the national rankings too so I guess the first question as we get started here a little bit is uh you know as you sit back and reminisce on 2019 what are some of the the fond memories that come to your to your mind um really just the the process of like being with the kids and and our coaches that goes into like the whole season so all the off-season lifting and conditioning and sprint development and all the things that we do that are really important that kind of get overlooked like into the season like you know everybody talks about like play you know how a person plays or, or a kid plays by position or like performs you know when it comes to that time but really just that process of getting to know the kids and, and enjoying it. I like to lift with them um, during the season too. So just kind of being in there with them, getting to know them really well and, and getting to see what they're about and, and just that part's really enjoyable for me. Sure. Eric here on the line. Uh, Corner Canyon uh, winning the 6A state championship in Utah last year. I, I mentioned it there at the beginning. You took over in 17, coming over from Jordan High. And uh, what, what were some of the things you did in, in 17 that kind of set the tone, maybe that, that good, solid foundation for a 5A title in 18 and 6A this past season? So when we first came uh, here, we were – I knew there was a lot of talent in the area because we have, you know, really good kids here and, and they get to, you know, pretty much just focus on working hard and, and working on school or like extracurricular activities. So when we first got here, like they were, they would come to stuff, but like weight training wise or like speed wise, they hadn't been developed very much. So we did a lot of that to start off with, but you know, over the course of like a three year, four year period of time, those kids weren't going to see that benefit like from that, so we kind of knew we were going to be without a little bit of the strength conditioning side, but we started practicing with them a little bit and just noticed like how competitive the kids were and, and just how they like to compete and fly around at practice. And they were smart too. So we, we were hoping for something like that. Cause we knew like strength and speed wise, we were going to be a little bit behind it, but we loved that side of it and how well the kids listened and were coachable. So that first year really kind of laid the, the groundwork for that we were able to start getting the strength conditioning stuff going and then they knew it like at that point too like that's what we were kind of missing so they bought in you know that helped 18 getting that buy-in and then being able to have them you know for three years in that program or two and a half in the conditioning side of of things uh, just our full weight program and being able to do that you know chronically over year to year 
uh, and seeing that development really helped us this year a lot going into 19 and making a jump into 6A. So mm-hmm. that's really kind of where it started that first year in 17, them just getting a piece of that and kind of getting to know like that that was an important side of it. And then they knew it. Like they hit the ground running that 18 year to get ready. Going going pretty well with the 26-game win streak coming into 2020. Eric here on the line yeah. uh, talking some Corner Canyon Charger football tonight. And you mentioned the jump from 5A to 6A. And, you know, I think people around the nation over the, the, the years have, have learned about the Binghams of the world. And, you know, East has sneaked into the national rankings there. And now you guys, guys are up there. And, and I think that was one of the biggest chats coming into this past season, right? Yeah, they were a good 5A team. Can they go against these big guys? How much did you guys talk about that as a team or was that just a, a figment of the media's imagination it was there for sure like i mean our team like they, they definitely talked about it and addressed it because it kind of made them mad because they were motivated them for this season because we we got that from a lot of teams when we went to like seven on seven tournaments or whatever or like just you know just people kind of saying stuff and passing or like other teams like oh yeah well, good luck in 6a <laughs> all those types of things. And we knew we had a good team coming in and I had coached at the highest level before. Cause when I was at Jordan, we were at that level the, the whole time we were there. So I knew kind of what we had. So like, I, I didn't hit the panic button at all. Like we welcomed the fact of going to six, a, but like our kids, you could tell at first, like they were maybe a little uneasy about it, but then it motivated them pretty heavy just from all the talk that we kind of got from going around and they were excited. And I think they knew what we could do. So, and we had had success even the previous two years in 17 and 18 playing 6A teams. We had beaten all the 6A teams we had played, which I think was about three per season. So I think there was a little bit of that, but mostly a lot of motivation. I think our kids were pretty pumped about it. Yeah, you you start ticking people off saying stuff. It, it, it you know you, it's you can go two ways with it, <laughs> and you used it as motivation. That's for sure, Eric. Care. Yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised we got as much as that as we did. Really, just because I, I felt like people, well, maybe they just didn't know or like. But we had a lot of kids coming back from that eighteen team, so I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that they're putting that out there. And I'm going to let you put on your hat here. We're going to get into some of the kids that had had an outstanding role in in leading you to the the second straight state championship. But uh, maybe it's a good time to do the little segue into how good, you know, you put on like the Chamber of Commerce hat here, how good Utah football is becoming. I mean, I I get a chance to to look around the nation and see everybody. And there's a couple of states, the, you know, in the east, uh, the Tennessees of the world, they're kind of stepping up their game and all that. And I think Utah Utah fits into that same category. Uh, do that Chamber of Commerce thing. How good is Utah football right now? And and, and is it true that you think it's it's kind of growing as, as the years go by, the quality? I think it's definitely grown uh, each year. And a lot of it, I think, I think there's really good coaches in the state of Utah across the board, just in the high school ranks. They do a, a really, really good job, especially of just development and then, you know, teaching the game and then scheme and strategy going into it and I think it's kind of showed as teams have branched out um, and played more out-of-state teams mm-hmm. um, I think it's gone and it's trending continue to trend upward and you see it more with schools or colleges coming in and recruiting um, in the state more too and and the kids are really good kids here you know they work really hard and they get it and they love football just as a whole like across the whole state so it's really fun to see it kind of continue to grow and and, you know, Bingham's been a program that I think kind of started some of that stuff and, is, and will continue. And 
some of the other programs around it too, like you had mentioned East and American Fork's been really good for a while now too. And some of those programs have, have done a good job of really kind of elevating it and reaching out and going playing out of state teams. So I think it's definitely on the rise and will continue to be. I think it's still maybe even a little under-recruited. I think there's even more so that this state could be recruited um, across the board, even like the Division One to FCS to Division Two teams. I think there's a lot of kids here that don't get or they just kind of get overlooked for sure. Yeah, but like I said, I, I've been noticing it, and that's the beauty of the Internet, too. I get to see more games uh, from from states around the nation, and, and Utah has caught my eye. Eric Harris on the line, Corner Canyon Charger football center stage on the podcast tonight. And, and Coach, let's uh, I, I ask you the broad question on 2019. Let's kind of dig down into it. You said you had a lot of talent coming back. I know uh, your Twitter account was blowing me up with your quarterback coming back saying you got to watch Cole, Cole Hagan, and he, he definitely had a good year. But let's kind of you know break it apart both sides of the football let's start on offense Cole obviously had big numbers I know uh, I've seen the media call you a quarterback whisperer so I guess there's no, no surprise that your quarterback did well but tell me a little bit about some of the guys that you know did the things for you leadership on the field off the field that sort of thing that leads to you know a 26 game win streak and back-to-back state titles yeah there was just I mean anytime you have a good season you always have really good players and and we're lucky we have a lot um, here that seem to kind of funnel through each year. Um, but a lot of it, like offensively, speaking from an offensive standpoint, like Cole is definitely a leader and one of our captains. And then Jackson Light was another one uh, who played here for us, who's an Oregon commit for 21, and kind of led us up front uh, in the trenches and is really dominant uh, from the center position and also plays uh, defense for us as well, too. And then Noah. Care, he's another one of our captains. It's my son, and he does a good job leadership-wise, leading by example, working through things, and he kind of led that receiver group. And then we had a really good back on that side of the ball, too, Austin Bell, who's getting recruited a little bit more and more, who uh, has an offer from Utah State, but had a big year for us, too. Had to battle through a few little injuries and one at the end of the year where we didn't have them for a couple games. But just a lot of really good kids that are really coachable and buy into what we're doing. And some of our other receivers too, like Cole's younger brother, Cody, um, had a big year for us too, uh, receiving wise. And Talmadge Handley is another one that was our ex. And they all just work hard. Our right tackle had been a three-year starter for us, Jonas Strong, who, who was coming back. And our receivers coach does a great job. We have three good receivers and, and have two more or three more there that are coming up through that are really kind of develop out and they're all back so we lose Cole and then our right tackle and our right guard and then everybody else comes back this year but nice. with all those returners that we had we kind of felt pretty good about it and I have a good line coach BJ Kevin who does a great job he played for me at Jordan with the 5A MVP in 12 at the time and then defensively we have our kids that um, Van Fillinger was a three-year starter who ended up signing with Utah but was a Texas commit for a while was a you know a big time national recruit that anchored a very good D line and Ken and Iona was a and fourth who started three games and and uh, we had a lot of experience back there. Our linebacker who's going to BYU, Josh Wilson, was back and was one of our captains also along with Van and then Andrew McDonald was kind of our leader in the secondary. He played safety for us. Was another kid that was a returning starter. So both sides, I think we had eight and eight. I think both sides of the ball coming back or eight and seven something like that and. So there's a lot to be excited about. And then our defensive coordinator, Casey Sater and his brother, he does our, he does our secondary group. They do a great job of preparing those guys. So 
it was just fun. Like when you have years like that, you just, it's a little stressful for you as a coach. I think our whole coaching staff as a whole, it's a little stressful because you want to make sure you don't mess it up when you have a team <laughs> like that. It puts a lot of pressure on you. So you always get concerned with that, but an ex- extraordinary group and just lucky to coach him as a whole. They were fun. Yeah, like a bucking bronco, just hold on, <laughs> let him, yeah, let him exactly. do, let let him do his thing, and then uh, hopefully it comes out in the end. Corner Canyon, uh, ranked number twenty-two in the final high school football America one hundred. Uh, Max Preps had you there. I'm not sure if USA Today did too. I think uh, all of you, all of them had you in the national rankings. And uh, before I get onto that question, I, 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 one of the things you know, I obviously running a national ranking with an algorithm, you kind of look at a lot of things throughout the year, and the and the teams at the top in that top one hundred get a little bit more money eyeball if you will and I noticed you know in the max prep stats you know Cole had great numbers but you had I think a couple of thousand yard rushers and I was going to let you riff a little bit on the offensive line that you touched on there because that's pretty darn impressive that you were able to toss the ball as much as you were and which probably helped the run game too but tell me a little bit more about that offensive line and some of the some of the kids by name yeah that's really kind of where it uh, started for us just because they were so dumb and that's where you have to be good anyway. They don't get a ton of love, but they were they were so dominant for us this last year. Up front, really, it started with our center, um, who we have back luckily, and then our our right tackle, who we um, has been starting for us since he was a sophomore. And then we had a couple of young guys that fit in there that kind of bought in and and really performed well. And our our offensive line coach does a good job, and they grind and work hard and. And, you know, we push on those guys quite a bit. But, you know, they did a good job just, you know, first of all, run game. So you're not getting predictable if you're going to try to chuck it a ton like we tend to do. But we had good balance this year. And because of that, then it opens up that fast game. And then you can really create some things there off play action or just, and then when you have good receivers and a good quarterback to take advantage of everything, it just really fit well together. And that all started up front with that group. They were just, really really good and they got better each week you know they probably didn't start off how we want them. matter of fact against Orem our first game of the year they didn't play great but they got better uh each week which is a testament to their line coach and them showing up and working hard and just continuing to improve on their skill and their trade and let's uh yeah I, I touched on the national rankings obviously as a coach and a coaching staff you like to deflect that sort of thing because it it gets done on the field there's no no real true national championship although yeah you know we try yeah. to have fun and pu- you know publicize the kids in the programs but you know how did it feel when you you, you start seeing uh, the various services out there putting corner canyon's name up uh, out there in the world for the world to see it's it's pretty fun just because I think it's more of a you know a national respect for your program type of thing. I mean, I think most of the coaches get it, but it probably doesn't maybe like exactly predict like who the top teams are in the country. But I think it's more of a respect that you know a lot of good publications come out with it. You know, it's it's as a coach, it's fun to see a program recognized for that kind of thing, and and you know, especially seeing your kids get rewarded. They like that that stuff. I mean, it's not. I'm not going to lie. Like as a coach, you see it. Like they, they, they know what's going on. They mm-hmm. see it. You know, and I think it brings a lot of excitement to them. And, and also they get a little bit of confidence out of it too. Hopefully that, you know, I'm not overconfident. You always got to watch that. But, <laughs> There's a balance. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's, I mean, it's fun just to see your program and, and all the hard work, that, you know, all, all our coaches do and our kids do we get um, recognized by 
publications and, and it's pretty fun yeah eric here on the line corner canyon football uh 2019 is done one of the beauty beautiful things about high school football is every year is different <laughs> and you're already oh, yeah, no uh, working on 2020 so uh, uh tell me a little bit about uh you know what you hope to do here in the off season in the weight room some of the kids you're looking for that you're seeing maybe some leadership out of in you know off the field in the weight room and 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 what you're going to you try and improve upon uh to 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 keep that bullseye off of you right it's pretty big now at 26 in a row and two state championships. yeah no doubt yeah it doesn't definitely doesn't get any easier for sure every team's going to be gunning for us which is good i mean that's that's what you like and i think that's what i like about utah football is it's always so competitive all the time but first thing is just trying to replace cole um offensively from an offensive standpoint with all he brought to the table, had great numbers for us, and really led us. And he was 26 and, or sorry, 28 and 0 as a starter in his career. Um, so finding that replacement um, will be very tough for us. And that's kind of the, our biggest probably obstacle on that offensive side. Um, we have all our receivers back. Um, and Noah Care led them last year. He had like 1,200 yards. I mean, Cody Hagan had like 970. And then Thomas Handley had oh, close to 800, so all three of those guys are back, which helps us a lot. And then our running back, who was outstanding and had a big year, Austin Bell's back, who's going to be a senior. So, And then we have Jackson Light, our O-lineman, our left tackle, Luke Sampson, our left guard, Dawson Jacobson. They're all back. And then we'll see who competes for that fourth receiver spot. Um, but we got a lot of good things back there, and they're all working hard. Our weight room attendance has been very, very good. Um, so we're excited about that. Defensively, it gets a little bit tough. We lose a lot. We lose eight starters. Um, we have one of our linebackers back, and then our safety, Ryan Cahoon, who had a good year last year for us. And then Jackson Light, who played D-line, and then Vincent Vanover played D-line last year, too. So they're they're back, but we lose those all that group who had played so much and had a bunch of starts between all of them. So that part gets tough. The good thing is, is they're the kids that we're trying to replace them with are all working hard and showing up and doing the things they're supposed to do. And that's the biggest thing we really try to push is in our off season program is our weight training program in the off season. We feel like we do a really good job of pushing the kids and giving them, you know, structure in there uh, that's going to help them become, you know, physically better than their opponents. That's our goal. And then and continue to develop speed and agility stuff. Um, along with that. So that's a big part of what we're trying to push for 2020 is just worry about that physical side. We're not necessarily so worried about skill-wise, but just building physicality, strength, size, speed, and then trying to develop that when we get into, you know, more of like our summer months. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot to replace, and coaches, obviously-wise, like my assistants, are, you know, we're all focused on that and just trying to get them physically in a position where they can be coached up and make some plays for us. Yeah, and I think you, you spoke a little bit about your OC and your DC there, and because we do have a lot of coaches that listen to the show, I, I always like to throw this question every so often, which is, you know, as the as the head coach there, you know, what are some of the things you look for to put together a staff? What is it that makes a staff a good, cohesive staff? And I, you know, the, the word family gets thrown around a lot, you know. Culture gets you know thrown around a lot. What what do you, Eric Care, do to to kind of put that staff together there at Corner Canyon? We uh, that's the main thing is looking for like energy. I, I want them to have a lot of energy when they coach, just because it's infectious through your program. Like so, the kids have good energy when they're you know because you're grinding quite a bit throughout the year, whether it's weight training or speed training or practice time. So 
good high energy. And our defensive coordinator, Casey Sater, he brings that really, really good. He's always jumped up or pumped up and bringing the juice, and our kids get excited about that. And then they're all, they're all just good guys that get along really well, um, that, that love the kids and, and want to try to help out in any way they can. And so we all get along you know, really good. We all have like a common goal and not a lot of egos, you know, getting in the way and everybody kind of understands their role. And, and it's been a really, really good fit. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that's helped us so good is our closeness of our staff and being able to develop this thing and be all, all be on the same page and pushing for the same goal. Mm-hmm. And then you know one of the, the things that I enjoyed was again your your the, whoever runs your Twitter account was was very uh, very good last year a lot of pubs for the kid pub for the kids but uh, my question is this I, I got to imagine the community has been loving the heck out of this and you you know it, it's a lot of different moving parts in there right you got the coaches you got the players you need the administration but the community can fuel things so uh, how how much fun has it been to be in the community there and and have them enjoying what you've done over the last two years that's been a big part of it. Just showing up like game day wise, just student section. And then the community community really shows up to all the games and just gets behind us. And, and they, they love the program and, and seem to really get behind us and support us. And they're always, we're always well attended. Our games are, and, and our admin does a great job of supporting us too. Our principal Daryl Jensen's awesome and, and tries to get, give us everything we need to try to help build our program. And, and the community is great. And just our faculty like here at the school is, is incredible just in support of everything that we do and our kids. And it really does. Like you said, it takes literally takes a village to, yep. to put everything together. And it's, it's been fun. It's been a great place to be that we've loved over the last three years and our assistants too. And a lot of that is a reflection upon the community and everything else. Mm-hmm. Eric here on the line. We're going to wrap things up here. A couple of uh, real quick questions. Uh, you mentioned that uh, some of the big guys there have gone outside, peeking outside of the, the state borders there now that you've uh, got this going here. Uh, what What's it like? Are you starting to think about that? Is that in, in the offing for 2020? Are you still putting your schedule together? What's, what's that look like for this year? So we kind of put our schedule together last year, and then it just kind of flipped basically this year so we don't have a plan we had a lot of teams reach out to us that would have been fun to go play but we'll stay in state again this year but then probably the year after that we'll start looking out and doing a little bit more travel than what we've done over the last couple years since i've been here we played st john bosco when i was um at jordan high school when they had josh rosen and and uh that was always really fun and really competitive and then we played don bosco prep one of those years too um who's got a great program also. So, I mean, that's definitely one we want to get out and do again, but I'll never try to drop a team. I've, I've had that done to me and I didn't oh, like yeah. it very much. So yeah, I'll, I won't drop teams for sure to, to make it happen. So we'll, we'll play our schedule this year and then, look to maybe fit one in that year after that. That'll yeah, be fun. I remember I was working in Los Angeles the year uh, we were, we were t- talking to Coach Negro, uh, and, and I said, when was the last time you played some beat diggers? <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah was, no doubt. Uh, that's one of my favorite nicknames in high school football, the Jordan beat diggers. But yeah, anyway. So rare. <laughs> Very rare. He well, actually let- reached out to us again. He does a great job. And, he's awesome. And I've been able to talk with him before. Yeah, he's a great coach and does a really, really good job. Good guy. So 
they reached out, but I we just don't have anything this year. Yeah, well, all those big guys they need, they need to find teams that want to play them. That's for sure. And Jason well, no and I doubt. talk yeah, about sure. that all the time. Well, we'll we'll wrap up with this question. I kind of hit it on a little bit, but you know, here in the off season, here we are in February. What are some of the boxes that you and the coaching staff are talking about needing to be checked? You, you do have a lot coming back on offense. Probably you're going to say defense, but what are those boxes you need to check off season into summer and then into fall camp? Our biggest thing is our, our weight room attendance. Um, cause when we get them there, we can, we can grind them pretty good or get them going, but they just need to make sure they're there. So that's probably the biggest thing we're looking for. And then after that, you know, we want to add a little more size. We want to, especially this year, we're trying to, you know, get some kids to add a little bit more weight than what they've had before. And then in certain spots, we're trying to build more speed. Um, and then in certain, you know, spots, we're just got to do some more skill development wise, but, Usually if they're there attendance wise, that's a big one for us. Like if we can get them there because just that attendance takes care of a lot of things like buy in, you know, and then they're sacrificing things to get there. So they're going to care about being there and doing what they're doing. And then you can build a lot of leadership and camaraderie with your teammates while you're there. That weight room side of it, conditioning side of string conditioning side takes care of a lot of things. So a lot of problems and it kind of weeds out your kids that are pretending and, Mm -hmm. and that are for real. So that's really our biggest thing right now is just if we can get that going, then we know we can try to build something. Well, Coach, it's been fun to watch you build what you've built over the last three years there, the last two coming with state championships. It's been fun to have you in our national rankings, and uh, we wish you nothing but continued success in 2020. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, hey, thank you, and appreciate the coverage and, and just everything you guys do for high school sports. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks a lot. And don't forget, even though the early signing period has taken a little bit of the shine off of it, tomorrow is the uh, National Letter of Intent Signing Day. Keep up with everything that's going on around the country by following us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash HSFB America and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash High School Football America and also on the website at highschoolfootballamerica.com. I'm Jeff Fisher, and you've been listening to the High School Football America podcast.